How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Thank Lots you. Lots going on in the world today. Yeah. Yep. Who absolutely. The news. <laughs> well, first and foremost, I mean, let's talk about like great shows for a second. Okay. I just now, I'm five seasons late, but I just got into Yellowstone. Not, <laughs> no, not you. No. Uh, unbelievable show tell me about it <laughs> unbelievable stuff. i'm about halfway through the first season it's, it's remarkable okay Let's yeah check. you got any that you got any that you want to share i don't i don't i'm i'm trying to catch up on sleep and that's not going well. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today what's going on in the world how about cryptocurrency oh yeah big that's good. Let's start. Have you heard of that? <laughs> <laughs> Who's who hasn't? Even yeah, I right. have heard of it. Well, I haven't heard of Yellowstone, but I've heard of crypto. <laughs> oh my gosh, Yellowstone. Kevin Costner. Oh, he's unbelievable. Anyway, we'll uh we'll do it. We'll do a Yellowstone review at some point one of these days. Crypto, it's amazing. Not not only the not only the tremendous fall that we've seen over the past year or so, which is not uncommon when it comes to newer things bubble so to speak which I, I i think it is there's a lot of entrance into that market right there's not a lot of understanding about what it is i certainly can't explain it it's actually a meme you know fest with respect to organizations that focus on crypto in their lack of ability to explain it in a coherent way. Uh, but certainly in the news today, there's, there's uh, it was an FTX mm -hmm. where that company went from a darling of the crypto world to bankruptcy in a matter of days. Um, again, a new era of currency, of technology, natural that when crypto itself collapses as it has over the past year or so, like not unlike when the dot coms came along at the end of the 90s, early in 2000, when that bubble burst and prices fall like bricks. All, then you see who's not wearing any clothes, so to speak, when the tide goes out, right? Referencing a famous Warren Buffett quote. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, you know, not that I revel at all in anyone's downfall. Um, and at the same time, I remember us talking over the past, over the many years leading up to this point about crypto and how many clients would ask you about crypto. Mm -hmm thinking like, should I get in? Is it, is it, it's so hot, I wanna get in. And so it really raises the question around, you know, the fads and trends and things that we get sucked into um, that don't necessarily pan out. Hmm. So the fear of missing out. Oh, big time, big time. I and mean, we all have it. It's not like we're sitting here going like, oh no, we don't, we don't feel that. You know, I'd be the first to admit, I, I feel FOMO all the time. Yeah. <laughs> The, the the fear of of my neighbor making you know <laughs> more money for, you know hypothetically in in his or her portfolio than me or your brother-in-law or whoever it is that we talk to often yeah there is that 
geez, you know, it, it's intriguing at least, right? To you see or you hear about things and then you see celebrities on TV, influencers touting it. And when it comes to your hard-earned money, it really, whether it's dot-com companies or crypto or tulips, tulips, or uh, going back a few years, anything out there, it requires an element of 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 education about what you're going into, right? And it's really difficult to combat that emotion, but you know, we, you, Ravi, you and I always talk about the real work that we do as a company has a lot less to do with, believe it or not, investment selection, and it has more to do with the management of behavior and emotions along the tremendous runway of life, whether that's your retirement life or even before that. And it's things like this that come up that can be detrimental to someone achieving the types of financial goals and dreams that they would achieve if they remain diversified and focused on the long term. And these are the types of things, like you said, that that are not just exclusive to one group. I think we all, you know, human beings, we're all plagued with this disease of, of, of our own emotions and staying in check is, is really difficult. Also the reason you need somebody trusted that has experience in order to keep you from those, those, those that third rail, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's funny because you think you're um, hiring a financial advisor or you're working with a firm so that you can understand the markets, right? I think people go into this investment journey, however you want to call it, because they feel like they need a guide to the markets. And really, um, what you're saying is we need a guide to ourselves uh, because success in the markets really relies on managing our own ebbs and flows, our own emotionality uh, has so much more to do with it than understanding uh, how, how the markets work. Because ultimately that's out of our control, but the thing that's mm. in our control is what's here right now. Mm. And, and that's the hardest part. <laughs> and starting a little bit before that is the, there's an element of faith, right? There's belief in, you have to, we're, we're really big obviously on talking about how we don't use historical information to make decisions on how we're, we invest. And that's true. We do not look to metrics in the past to make decisions on how we're going to invest with anybody now or into the future. However, the basis of how we invest in terms of the asset class, we absolutely look at history in order to do that, right? And that, that is... In, in specifically in particular to the asset class of equities and why we need to have some sort of empirical evidence, you know, the, the past production of some of the best companies in the world and to understand at minimum what investing in that particular asset class has done over time for investors versus other asset classes over those same time periods. So 
from a from a, a a strategy standpoint, no, we don't look at history to make decisions about how we're going to invest. But from a from a standpoint of of understanding what asset class it makes sense to be in based upon what has happened in history with with these types of productive assets, it makes all the sense in the world. Your plan has to use assumptions of some sort. And these assumptions can't come from a place that hasn't happened yet, yeah. right? And that's why we're always talking about the long-term rate of return of these different asset classes over these long periods of time, because we have to have some semblance of data, of evidence in terms of on which to make our assumptions in the plan. Mm -hmm. So maybe going back to FTX, because that's how we started. And usually we tend to drift to other places. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, what, what do you what do you make of it? Um, how, how are you today with what you're hearing? And yeah, I, I wonder, like, our, our client, I mean, because I can't imagine that you have many clients that you or any clients that you've allowed to go down that path. I don't know. Uh, well, at, at minimum, I'm just like everybody else in terms of it, it, what we talked about before. It's intriguing, right? Just like anything that happens in the news can be intriguing to us. In terms of FTX, the little I know about it um, and the little I know about cryptocurrency in general, I have no idea what the future looks like for 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 digital assets, cryptocurrency like that. It is intriguing though, in the sense that less about the actual bankruptcy that's happening and more about everything else that's surrounding that, that, that shines a light on, and again, this is not, this is not exclusive to crypto, but it shines a light on what happens when we as human beings build this bubble, right? In this fear of, that fueled by this emotion of fear of missing out. Then you see celebrities on TV touting cryptocurrency and you see influencers and every other message that you're getting on Instagram is from some cryptocurrency influencer that you've never met before saying that you should really do this because we made 10,000% of a return in three days or whatever it is, that to me, that's just the intriguing part of bubbles themselves is that all of the hype, all that that goes into it. And then when the tide comes out, as you, you rightly pointed out, Buffett's quote, what we find out about, you know, the details of everything that's going on. Um, so it's intriguing to me in terms of to hear more about uh, the thing, more things that I'm interested in is like, how is a business managed? Well, it's coming out in the paper now that that's just a total chaos of an organization. Um, yet you wouldn't have known that. At least reading the paper and, and if you're following the cryptocurrency world, you wouldn't have known that a couple of weeks ago. Um, and the same, we can go back to things like Enron, for example, a little bit after uh, the collapse, a little bit after the dot-com collapse, but same thing. One of the largest and touted as this world-changing company 
And then in a matter of a short amount of time goes bankrupt. And then the documentaries come out, right? And then the stories come out in the documentaries. And that's intriguing to me to find out all the details of ultimately what we all as human beings are, are capable of. And really more importantly, what our emotions drive us, some of us towards, and especially when it comes to money. Um, but again, not floating off the topic, what do I know about FTX? Very little, mm. other than what I'm reading over the past few weeks or so. Um, like anything else, we have folks that we talk to, clients and otherwise, that do from time to time, whether it's whether it's cryptocurrency or whether it's meme stocks, the the uh, Reddit, GameStop or yeah, right, GameStop and and those, and um, not too long ago, also we've since forgotten about them, but the the cannabis stocks, yep, and things come up, and because the way we work or or we demonstrate to folks the importance of yes what you're what we ultimately invest in is important but it pales in importance to all of us understanding what the goals and objectives are long term for you and putting together the blueprint to achieve those the very last step in the process is the 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 funding medium so to speak for that plan and that's what a portfolio investments it are. And that's important. It's really important to understand that aspect, but also immaterial if the other two things aren't understood first. And so then you, hypothetically, we meet with somebody, they're approaching retirement or in retirement. They have to what it works out to be is they've got a, a pool of money that they've accumulated over the course of their, their working lives. We talk to them about many things. One in particular is hey, how much money in year one of retirement is it going to necessitate to, to cover your lifestyle? And understanding, coming to an understanding together of what that number is and then what the required rate of return is over the, your retirement years in order to not only maintain that number, but actually grow, be able to take out greater withdrawals in each subsequent year of retirement so that you can, at minimum, keep pace with, preferably outpace the rate of inflation that's eroding away your your money every at every second and then understanding what that required rate of return is is what what we do and then it comes to after a number of other details is okay well what is the best mix of investments to in and again not using history to make a decision but certainly using history as a guide to make assumptions about what productive assets over long periods of time, over many economic cycles have ultimately produced, making a thoughtful, realistic, or reasonable recommendation in terms of how to fund this most important aspect of your life, which is the financial plan that's gonna help you achieve all, your, all of your, your most cherished goals and dreams. And then, so you have that required rate of return, then it's like, well, are you going to take a chance with crypto? Yeah. Are you going to follow a fad like the dot coms? Are you going to are you going to chase? 
I guess is the best. Or are you going to be disciplined with a diversified portfolio of some of the greatest companies in the world that, of course, through our research, as time goes along, uh, we expect them to get better over time. Where does FTX or anything other than that fit into the equation other than occasional entertainment value? Not really at all. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Um, entertainment value would be the best case scenario at, you know, somewhat a daydream or a distraction. Okay. But once mm. you take action on it, not mm. so much. Um, I, I, you caught me at the word chase because uh, when you said chasing a return, how many other people, I'm just, it's such a contrast to um, other ways of coming up with what the rate of return should be, mm -hmm. uh, where I'm just thinking some people work with the advisors where they're given the, I know you dread it, the, um, uh, what's it called? Um, oh my gosh, the risk profile. Yeah. The, oh, risk tolerance questionnaire. Risk tolerance, pro exactly. Sure. Risk tolerance yeah. questionnaire, right? Um, as if that were um, a way to get to your end end goal. And yeah. then there's the other method, also not a methodology, but another way of going like, well, you know, my neighbor or my brother-in-law or my CEO or my so-and-so, he's making or she's making X percent. I need to beat that. And then there's what I'm, I'm paraphrasing, what I hear you say, your method, which is allow the goals themselves to dictate what it would need to get there. Mm -hmm. um, and then, then check in with myself and say, do I have the discipline, the emotional fortitude, um, the, the long-term vision view to follow this through and get there. And the only measure of success is not what my neighbor did or my, my, my colleague did, but whether or not I actually reached my goal, which is a completely like a massive paradigm shift from what everybody else is saying in the business. Yeah, you bring up a good point there because that that's, I mean, the industry, you, you can't, you can't, I've come to realize this. I got to touch on the risk tolerance questionnaires because you, you, you hit a nerve there. <laughs> you usually activated do whenever, you. <laughs> whenever that comes up. But that, that's what we all hear from the industry. So how can an individual investor not feel like they have to be comparing themselves to something all the time when, Every other commercial in a, you know, when you're watching sports on on TV, for example, is is uh, something financial related, and and you're hearing about things like this, the news, or you're in, and um, but you're absolutely right. What it comes down to has nothing to do with comparison. It has everything to do with what your own personal rate of return needs to be, that required rate of return, and and that and only that. And I'd say, because I have to comment on it, because you brought it up, risk tolerance questionnaires are the poster child, ch children, child, children, whatever, children. is the poster child for how emotions wreck financial goals. Because how does anyone, including myself, realistically and reasonably fill out some questionnaire that's not personalized for me, by the way, 
about how I feel when the markets, let's say, fell this year. How do I feel when the S&P falls? When it hit about down from its peak, I think maybe 26, 27% at one point, a healthy bear market. How do I feel? Well, if I answer that truthfully on how I felt, then the product of that risk tolerance questionnaire is going to come back and say, Ben's a very conservative investor because this is how he feels when the market goes down. And that's couldn't be further from the truth in terms of what my personal goals and objectives are for me and my family and, and my future. So you can't hold any investor um, necessarily on, on, on the surface responsible because of everything that we hear, everything we're taught out there. And that's something that I didn't know from day one. That's something I realized by being in the industry. But then when somebody like you or me or somebody at Beckford comes along and educates you about that, says, this is the path. This is, these are the things that we have to satisfy. These are the things that we have to be disciplined with in order to reach those long-term goals and objectives. The identification of what those most cherished goals and objectives are, the necessity to a blueprint in order to how to get there, and then the optimal portfolio of investments to fund that that roadmap, that that plan. Um, then it comes. Then it then it is the responsibility of, of right of the investor. Right. Then it is okay. If I'm going to go forward with this. I have to be disciplined and yeah, I need help. That's why I hired this firm or that firm. Um, but I have to stick with it. And I know it's cliche, um, but sticking to the plan, talked to somebody the other day who's into scuba diving, um, who, you know, used the quote about, about, you know, one of the biggest rules in scuba diving is prior to starting, you plan the dive and then you dive the plan. Mm. Plan the dive, dive the plan. Simple words, right? So maybe you plan the dive, you get down there, then something out of the corner of your eye catches your attention, tropical fish, you go over in that direction to chase. Oops, then you can't find your way back or it takes a lot longer to, you see where I'm going. Shark. Shark, shark. Shark. Right. A lot of sharks out there. Yeah. Maybe that's a good characterization for, you know, what happened with, I'm not going to say FTX, but just everything surrounding all the buzz about cryptocurrency and FTX, it lures you into deeper waters and you lose your way and a shark comes along and then it decimates your, some of the things, hopefully not all the things, but some of the things you work so hard to attain. And that's the, and that's really the, you will hear more stories, right? About how all this money is lost. And, but human nature being what it is, if not FTX, it's going to be something else. Something else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this isn't the end of this. Mm. Mm. This is good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. I did too. And um, I hope that folks who are listening to this haven't been sucked into it, but uh, mm -hmm. even if they have, 
there's always a way out. Always right? a path. There's a better way for the better path forward. So that's for sure. Yeah. Well, um, I hope you and everybody listening has a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you. Same to you and your family and everybody listening. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. We'll talk, talk soon. soon. Bye bye. Bye bye.